0: we're not starting in the middle of the episode. Oh yeah. Okay. Hello internet peeps, welcome to another edition of Big Trouble and Little Podcast. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. And uh we have a special movie for you this week, a silent uh movie to be exact. Uh it would have been hilarious if we did the podcast in like silent form and just showed text on the screen. Well, cool. I mean,
1: that would just be an article. We, we we could just write a review.
0: And just have piano in the background. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd, that'd be a lot of work, though. Eh, but you know what? Creative mind. Whatever. Anyway, so get strapped in and get ready for big trouble a little podcast where only dreams can kill a dream. Andy, what the hell have you been playing or watching or reading?
1: I haven't gotten any new games. I'm still just playing Gundam a whole bunch, kind of waiting on uh, Mario to come out. But because I've been playing Gundam a lot, I've watched a lot of Gundam. I've almost watched all of Iron-Blooded Orphans in a week, and I started watching Gundam Unicorn. They're both just... Gundam Unicorn is a theatrical OVA, and Iron-Blooded Orphans is a a television show. They're both extremely good. And uh, where did you watch them again? Uh, Iron-Blooded Orphans is on Crunchyroll. It's also airing on Toonami right now. I think they're in Season 2 on Toonami. It should have just started... I'm finishing up season one and Unicorn. I had two episodes on my computer, and I don't remember why or when from. I probably pirated them if I'm being honest, but I liked them so much. I ordered the DVDs and they're sitting on my entertainment center now. I'm going to watch more of them later.
0: Nice. Nice. see you have a heart
1: movie party? Yeah, we uh I I'm me and a group of friends, we all do a movie. Group on Facebook, and we get together and watch specific movies. But we did a Halloween party, which was everyone at the party had their name put into a bucket, and we drew it. And if your name came out, you got to choose what movie we watched. Everyone brought two movies, and we watched um, before everyone got there. We started Nosferatu. We watched all but the last like ten minutes of it. But then we watched Halloween.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then we watched Horror of Dracula. Then Hatchet. Then Children of the Corn. And then it was early in the morning, and we stopped.
0: Yeah, I could recognize Halloween, Children of Corn, and Nosferatu.
1: Yeah, Hatchet is hilarious. That one's that one's a lot of fun
0: to watch. Um, quick story on Nosferatu. That that was another German uh, filmmaker, right? Who did that? Yep, that's correct. I to, to go before we get into the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Um. A lot of, like, German directors were big in the 1920s and 1930s. But. Yeah, German
1: German film was, like, one of the original – I mean, in in small part, maybe even in large part, I guess, to, to Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. But German film was, like, one of the first ones to take off. And honestly, they had a bunch of really great directors, but, like, half of them were driven out of Germany with the rise of Nazism, and they all came to Hollywood. So that kind of cemented America – as the movie country,
0: mm-hmm. and then when we get into the film, I'll, I'll tell you about like two of them that either stayed or left America to be uh to get into the actors of that. But anything else that you've been playing or watching?
1: Um, now lots of horror for October. Lots of Gundam. Have you been playing anything new, or did you watch anything for the first time? I
0: did watch uh, a movie because my parents went to Georgia. So hmm. I took control of the uh, the living room, and I watched. You ever watch Funny Games?
1: I don't think so. I,
0: don't, I can't think of what that is. Um, it has Naomi Watts in it. Uh, it also has the guy from uh, the new Dawn of the Dead. Uh, he's the wow. one of the people that actually make it out alive of the mall. Hmm. Anyway, um, it's about a rich family. They all go to this like small island area and i forget what <laughs> that's my phone spoopy but um they go to this rich area where they go for a vacation and it's an island there's like water there's docks and everything and in the beginning you see uh they go up to the neighbors which they obviously say no they go hey frank uh, are we are we having dinner are we gonna play golf tomorrow and you see like these two people and like white shirt white uh shorts and then white gloves just like going by them and like whispering in their e- ear and then like the hesitation like oh yeah i'll see you uh yeah tomorrow and it's like it's all awkward and stuff huh. anyway the synopsis of the movie is that these two people which were in those white shorts and white pants torture the the family in the house and it just it's a crazy ride from there
1: it sounds crazy mm-hmm
0: I thought it was a good thriller slash, I guess, horror for Halloween. Hmm. So check it out. It's on Netflix, actually. Funny games. I also um, pre-ordered WWE 2K18, and if you pre-order it on PlayStation and Xbox, you get it for, you get it early four days.
1: Oh, huh. That's kind So I I mean, as far as reservation incentives go, it's a decent one. Kind of.
0: Now, the game is good. You have, like, the biggest WWE roster out there. There's, like, over 150 wrestlers that you can have. Cool. I, I got the okay. deluxe edition, so that means I unlocked them all so I don't have to grind to get them. Huh. Um, we call it. there is a lot of bugs in the game. Now, nice. I'm hoping that because the day one patch hasn't come out yet, that's why there's a lot of bugs. Like, there was parts where my entrance, my guy, had no arm. Um, nice. Then I faced, and this is going to sound funny, but I faced John Cena, and I couldn't see him, literally.
1: (laughs) Are you sure that's a
0: bug? That might just be, they might have just programmed that in there. Maybe, because I was, and I couldn't see him, but he was hitting me and everything.
1: That makes sense.
0: And then my friends who, uh, if anybody knows him, they're called New Legacy. Um, They did a day one, uh, like, launch of the game. And they broke the game on day one. And pretty much, um, sheesh. They went on Hell in a Cell. They went to like the barricade area. And the barricade and the fans were like sucking the wrestler's body and like made them like fly in the crowd
1: jeez oh, okay
0: yeah so it, it, it it's a nightmare of bugs right now so I, like like i said when it's officially out i'm hoping that they patch it up and they are aware of this because people are tweeting uh 2k games they're like yeah we under we know that we're working on it but then that goes back to me going why are you releasing a shitty game again <laughs> yeah stop i mean all these
1: publishers got to understand you gotta finish these games before you put them out guys
0: mm-hmm. if you get- if it's not finished, then delay it, please. And I and I understand that these, you know, publishers uh have deadlines and they wanna do it at like certain times, especially when sports games and I guess you can consider consider WWE a sport game because it comes out when NHL and MLB and all those games come out. Sure. So maybe they have to get used to that deadline. But still, it's like you releases game and it's like it's fucked up. It's like Andromeda all over again. <laughs> And you know how that's coming out. You know it's already half off. Uh, if you got Origin Origin Access, uh, you're gonna get it for free pretty much because it's five dollars a month. I mean, you're still paying a price, but to go to have that new of a game go into Origin Access, that's pretty
1: bad. Yeah. Um. You said you got the 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 fancy edition, right? Mm-hmm. Is there anything else in it, like besides
0: you get to unlock stuff? You get Kurt Angle, I think you get uh two thousand and one and two thousand and six and Kurt Angle, and then you get the Cena edition stuff where you get the different versions of Cena. Um this means you get all the DLC certain DLCs early, I believe, than other people. Uh you get to unlock arenas like WrestleMania thirty two, thirty-three, uh and all the other special ones. Huh. That's all I could think of, and I messed around with like the menu system because every year they they change the UI, and this seems a bit better than usual. Because when you create a superstar, um, when you go from switching to upper body a lower body, it takes like that extra fifteen seconds, and they're like, "God damn, it's taking forever to me make make a character." Hmm. It seems smoother, faster, which is a good thing.
1: That's that's one of the best parts is making a character i think Mm
0: -hmm. yeah but i didn't i didn't like doing it in the previous one because it was like man i'm I'm wasting valuable time trying to create a character where i just want to play so i don't know some people like to take time on their character too so maybe that's a good thing other than that that's all i've been playing uh i don't have enough money for all these other games that just came out, which was Shadow of War and um, Evil Within 2. Then again, I didn't beat their past uh, games, the first game, so gotta beat those before I b- play those two. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, do we want to get into the cabinet of Dr. Caligari? Yes. All right, so let's move on to that. Again, I'm doing a slideshow because every time I do some type of video, it gets copyrighted, and then I lose.
1: I always forget to have it up, like to see what you're doing.
0: Yeah. You that
1: tab before it loads.
0: Yeah, it's just a little uh, slideshow that I got going on, and then a little theater. Um, you know, Make it immersive, immersive I guess. <laughs> That's
1: classy. I like that.
0: So, Andy, I want you to explain to me... What the cabinet, Doctor Caligari, was?
1: Uh, Um, let's see. How best? uh, Well, it's it. It was made in 1920. It is a horror film, I guess it is. Mm -hmm. Um, this guy, uh, calling himself Doctor Caligari, is. He goes to like the town clerk and he says, "Oh, I need a a permit to show my semiambulist, I don't know if I'm saying that word right. My sleepwalker at the town fair." And the guy's a prick, but eventually he gives him a a, a thing, a, a a permit and uh Caligari's showing off. He's like, "Oh, I have a I have a sleepwalker. Come see him. He's, he's he's crazy, man. You'll you'll get a kick out of this." And then the town clerk is found dead. Dun dun dun. Mm-hmm. And um Then we see that his sleepwalker is, like, this real tall, scary-looking guy that, uh, like, it's revealed to the viewer that that he he murders... Who's this? Oh, the second person is the guy's friend, um, Alan. Mm -hmm. The the main character, he's telling a story in flashback to someone on, like, a park bench or something, or in the woods. I don't know where they are. But uh,
0: Interestingly, um, because I read up on analysis of this movie, is that, you know how Pulp Fiction, how they do, like, the ending to the beginning or they jumble up the story where they give you these events and then we have to piece it together to see which one was the beginning or the next scene. Yeah. Apparently that first scene was the end of it pretty much because that, that woman that was walking towards them was a ghost.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's dressed in white and I think this movie, I don't know if it invented the twist ending, but it's gotta be one of the first movies to use that too. Mm Mm-hmm. I it the, has a twist ending spoiler alert i i,
0: I thought they had two twists in it, to come to think of it because your main character francis who was one of the guys that sat on the bench mm-hmm. um he 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 was trying to confront uh, dr caligari mm-hmm. because he thought the thing that was in the his cabinet which was the uh the sleepwalker, was killing everybody in town. And in reality, spoiler alert, uh, this movie's been out forever, but...
1: (laughs) It's one of the oldest movies ever,
0: guys. (laughs) That um, it wasn't the sleepwalker that was committing the crimes. It was Dr. Caligari doing all the murders. And, you know, they eventually get his notebook or his journal where he pretty much explains step by step what happened.
1: Yeah, he was obsessed with someone else that had that name in like the eighteen hundreds in northern Italy or something mm-hmm. that also had a sleepwalker that he was using to commit murders, so he's like, "Well, I'm going to do this but i i- I wasn't sure of his motivation other than he's crazy. Or something like he was running one of the twists is um they're cha- like he's at the fair and he's shown it off and it seems like he's just like a traveling performer and he's got this man in a box that's sleepy all the time mm-hmm. but they try to capture him and he runs away and he runs back to an insane asylum you are like, oh he, he lives here is he crazy is he turns out to be the director of the place mm-hmm. but I, I didn't I think he was just studying it and he became obsessed and decided, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use a sleepwalker to kill people too, maybe poorly. Well the
0: sleepwalker was a patient, by the way. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the pa they brought to him um Caesar, this guy, he was in a wheelchair and he slept, I guess, all the time. I don't know if that's a real medical condition or if they made that up. Probably made that up
0: because they didn't really understand uh Mental breakdowns back then, I guess, because very possible. That's when they were doing like shock therapy and all that back then. Sure. But. um, I thought the other twist, too, is the the guy, Francis, because I don't know if you remember the scene.
1: Yeah, the the end is the twist Mm -hmm.
0: where, you know, he says he's Dr. Caligari and he's pointing at, you know, the person who was trying to be Dr. Caligari. And then they put the white coat on him.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's crazy. He's he's the crazy one, and he thinks he's seeing all this stuff. And yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and then that's that's when you you know you as the audience are like, shit, did he was he the one doing all this? Yeah, was,
1: was it real or was it not? Yeah, it's one of the first. It's also one of the first unreliable narrator movies because, like, um, what's a famous? um Usual Suspects, that whole movie at the end of it, you're like, wait, was that real or not? Because he makes it up by looking at all the stuff on the wall behind him. Mm-hmm. It's the same principle. It's like, was that a real story? Or was a crazy guy making up a bunch of nonsense?
0: Yeah. The The good things I like about this, and I know back then, when they showed silent movies, they had live performance of the music, played yeah. on the piano. That
1: That would make it.
0: I really did like on Amazon Prime, the music that they did choose.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I dug it.
0: I don't know if it was the same ones that were played in the theater, but it the atmosphere was really amazing. And I thought it was really creepy. Do you remember when the girl uh, came into the trailer of where the Dr. Caligari and the sleepwalker was?
1: Oh, she was looking for her father, and he says, Oh, you can come in here and
0: wait for him, right? Mm-hmm. And they were just, like, staring at her, and I was like, that's because
1: they both turned their heads at the same time and it was creepy as fuck yeah, so yeah. I, I mean, this this movie is very creepy it looks creepy and 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 everything like it, just the sets are creepy on their own mm-hmm.
0: the i love the sets by the way everything
1: was hand drawn yeah it's all expressionalist mm-hmm. it's got a bunch of sharp edges and uh both um perspective and i don't know how I was to describe it like perspective is skewed it's hard to explain without someone just seeing it like a google image search or wikipedia search the movie if you have no interest in seeing it but if you want to see what we're talking about all the sets are just bonkers like they don't really make sense It's and it's, in black and white it's it's real creepy it's like
0: dr seuss and tim burton made a silent movie yeah yeah that's that's pretty good yeah and it, it it was just amazing because there was a part where Doctor Caligari was uh, trying to get a permit so that he could be at the the fair and everything, and mm-hmm. this like official was like sitting on like it literally looked like a yeah like the punch. bench is like
1: as tall as a guy is that what you're gonna say or his stool yeah yeah and it was like yeah.
0: that was weird to me and I was like yeah they they were like that but it wasn't as outrageous as it was put in the film
1: yeah. Yeah, it wasn't – like like when people hear stuff like German Expressionism, they tend to think of stuff that's more like Surrealism. They think about the French Surreal Movement and they think about like David Lynch and stuff like that. It's It's crazy, but it's not – it's – I don't know. I almost said it's not dreamlike, but I guess parts of it are. It's – yeah. I don't know. If you, if you want to know the differences between German expressionism and French surrealism, take a film class cuz I'm underqualified to explain it.
0: Well, I read I I read and I actually watched a like documentary called Caligari to Hitler and um it was explaining like the themes of what German directors were doing before World War, World War II hit and before the rise of Hitler and everything. mm mm-hmm. Mhm and they they weren't saying that like these directors were fascist or tyrants in any way they were kind of just foreshadowing what germany was going through where you know there was a lot of horror there was a lot of like they they wanted power they wanted yeah. rich and all that and and you kind of could tell that in
1: dr caligari i'm like it's interesting i read something about how dr caligari best showed i mean debatably showed the way Germany was post-war, like, after the First World War, because the whole country was, like, like, you know, they didn't know how the economy was going to do in a post-war period after, like, the Treaty of Versailles and all this other stuff. And it, it's about, like, um, a lot of the movie deals with uh, um, oh, dual... Uh, dual personalities and stuff like that. Like someone appearing to be one way, but behind closed doors, they're actually like this and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But really you can say that, I mean, this is a really important lesson to anyone who's interested in film beyond just seeing an interesting story. You can look at when a movie was made and where it was made and, and anthropologically learn stuff about where it's from. Like, you know, the the way that the people in that country were, were looking at certain things cultures and other things like that. It's it's real interesting. I had a class about it in college. I'm trying not to get all booky hoity toity during this. I just want to discuss the movie, but I'm no, gonna no. get off
0: I, I i like that stuff. I mean, people need to be ed- educated. sometimes. Um another thing about like these German directors, I know we're steering off a little bit of Caligari, but it's still within the same realm is that there was a movie
1: I think it was called Metropolis or something Fritz Lang you're going to talk about Fritz Lang he is my favorite early German director Fritz Lang's the best
0: Yeah I, I I don't think it's the No there was another movie where um this guy uh he was like a serial killer who killed children only and um Yeah you're
1: talking about M now Yeah yeah I own, I own M on Blu-ray that movie is
0: great Yeah and and it was explaining like you know the horror and like in the mind how people could be sick to kill children or just yeah. kill, kill a certain group of people, H- hint, hint, genocide, which happens later on in history. Sure. Uh, um, what I thought re- was really interesting is that the police weren't uh, trying to capture this guy. It was more of like criminals trying to get him. Well,
1: back. that's, that's not completely accurate. Uh, you should see him. I'm going to do my best not to spoil it for you because M is, 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 one of the best early, basically, M and Metropolis, in my opinion, are the two best pre-World War II German movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're like the two. But in um, M, the police are trying to catch this guy because he's killing—he's he, killing children. So the police are like on every street corner. They're questioning people. They're stopping people. They're like doing a bunch of busts. There's a scene where there's like a bunch of ne'er do wells in a bar you know, doing whatever they do, selling illegal contraband and drinking too much, drinking underage and prostitution. And the cops come in and bust the place up and interview every single one of them individually and arrest a whole bunch of them. Mm -hmm. Normally the cops, you know, they kind of look the other way. They're not like harassing them so much. But because this guy's out there killing children, it's making criminals, it's making like pickpockets and and prostitutes. They're having a harder time doing what they do to make money. So the criminal underworld has a meeting and they say, we got to catch this guy because the cops aren't doing it. Mm. So the cops are looking for the guy and the criminals are looking for the guy. Like they have like a bunch of like children and um, uh, homeless pickpockets as lookouts and they're like reporting and they're talking to the safe crackers and the safe crackers are doing something else. And they are also on the street trying to find the guy. And it's really suspenseful. Like when they, they finally start Start almost getting him, and they corner him in this uh, like um, um office building, and it's it's a really cool movie. I'm not going to spoil the end, but it's it's great. What I, what I thought was really
0: interesting in that movie is uh how they mark him is <laughs> they put like some type of chalk, chalk, yeah, yeah. and they put the you know thing M on it. And I'm like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. And then all of a sudden, uh, I'm not saying it connected on what the Germans were doing, but during the holocaust you know they put little fucking you know star of david on you know them yeah. to identify the person and i thought that was really really interesting and i it actually i actually want to watch these movies to, now just to see you know how great it was and all the themes that they were m, doing. m is
1: great you should start with them as soon as you can get i was trying to see if it's streamable on anything i think it's on filmstruck but i don't think you have that
0: uh, YouTube usually has uh, uh somewhat of a legal version of it. Oh, okay. I, I there's there's like, a, marks.
1: there's like a Criterion release of M and stuff like that. Um, M is great. If you like sci-fi at all, you have to see Metropolis one day. Um, Kino did a release of that, but a bunch of other companies did it too. Metropolis is kind of like Cabinet of Dr. Calgary in that you can find copies of it all over the place. And if you really like those two, you should watch The Magician. Who the hell directed The Magician? I can't remember. Hello, IMDb. Yeah. The
0: Magician. The Magicians. No, I, I said The Magician. I don't know how to spell Magician.
1: 1926.
0: Uh, there it is. Well, wow, there's like many versions.
1: Well, I mean, it's a pretty. Blah name i think this is
0: the right one
1: no this isn't the right one god damn it there's too many movies with that name
0: but anyway like the theme and everything especially with uh dr caligari is that there was a veil to it it was like he was in the shadows doing all this
1: crime and stuff oh the magician i was thinking of the one from 58 sorry sorry to interrupt but the Magician, uh whatever, it is a good movie, but it it's from way later. I'm an idiot.
0: <laughs> Max von Sydow, or whatever. That's one uh, of the actors. Yeah, he's in it. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, uh like the themes and stuff is like this horror horror of a person is like in the shadows doing bad things and It was like these German directors were like foreshadowing something was gonna happen. And you know how people uh in
1: society came out of the shadows i guess as you could say right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it uh, wasn't the shadows and then in the 40s it wasn't well like in the 30s in the mid 30s
0: yeah 30s that's when the third reich was like in the power but you also got to think when these movies were out and they were like pretty much propagandizing all these movies uh that people were believing in this horror and that they needed to get out of it and i think you know, Hitler said we're going to do all these great things, and we're not going to be poor anymore. And then it's like, yeah, I want to go with him. And then you find out he's actually the bad guy in all of this.
1: He used film a lot too. Mm-hmm. I mean, like stuff like Triumph of the Will and a bunch of other films. Yeah, we stuff, stuff fictionalized in Inglorious Bastards, that kind of thing. Like Germany used film up and through the war. Yeah, he loved art, by the way. Yeah, I mean, he was a—he studied as an artist, I guess. So. What people don't really
0: understand, and uh, this is getting really educational, uh, is that Hitler was a smart man. He wasn't stupid at all because a smart—he did get stupid when he uh, tried to fight a uh, two-front war with Russia and everything. But that's besides a fact. But he was really smart. And crazy at the same time and people uh know if you ever watched the show eureka uh geniuses are borderline crazy you know he was he was good at writing he was good at uh you know studying art and everything it's just that it's a shame that he was a racist and all the all the things above it would make him crazy
1: all right all right let's let's avoid devolving into a conversation about hitler what what episode are we on? Eleven. We got to episode eleven before we invoked Godwin's law.
0: <laughs> These people people are Nazis. But anyway, guys, check out uh, the cabinet, Doctor Caligari. Do you have any last uh, notes
1: on this movie? Um, it's really hard to convince people to watch black and white movies. It's hard to convince people to watch silent movies, and it's hard to get people to watch foreign movies. This one is all three. Um. If you watch it, try to find a crisper version than it is on Amazon Prime that's what we watched and uh you reported to me that I guess there's a better one on youtube right
0: hmm and if you're not really into like silent films and all that stuff watch at least watch analysis on YouTube of other people watching it and explaining the story to you yeah it
1: is it's a part of film history it's um it's one of the it's probably the most analyzed and most talked about film from that period of of any of of any country um the last thing I'll say about it is if you're curious about it, I hope this pushes you over the edge. It's only about an hour and six minutes long. It's, it's a real, it's a real easy short watch. Maybe make a cup of coffee because the middle, the middle slows down a bit, but it's, it's short and it'll broaden your horizons a little bit. And again, this movie's good, but it's not as good as M. It's not as good as Metropolis. It's not as good as Nosferatu. You have a whole lot more waiting for you out there.
0: Yeah. And, uh, to touch the last point on it uh because it's a little boring a lot of the cameras are just stationary so yeah you've seen long drawn out scenes and i mean it was
1: 1920 they hadn't invent they, like cameras i don't think some cameras were even physically capable of like zooming they hadn't invented like dollies they hadn't invented um cranes none of that existed yet so cut them a little slack
0: well yeah i'm, I'm cutting slack
1: but There is one scene... Vertov hadn't made Man with a Camera yet. Mm -hmm. Man with a Movie Camera yet. Vertov. Damn it, that was going to be a really smart joke and I butchered it.
0: (laughs) Uh, There was one scene uh, with the girl and the sleepwalker breaking into her house. Yeah. And that long drawn out scene made sense. But there's other scenes where um, Dr. Caligari is just walking to his desk or something. And it's like taking a century to get there. And I was like, all right, can we at least speed it up? But I'm like, it's only the 1920s. Editing wasn't really their big uh, fortune yet.
1: It showed those like three or four doctors reading that book over his shoulder like five times. I was like, yes, I get it. They're reading the book. I get it. It like went back every time. I was like, all right, come on. Because yeah, that, was, that was the interesting part. Like it was getting, it was getting more interesting. I was like, go back to what you're doing. man." and – People a lot of people are gonna be like, Well, they were over exaggerating
0: the uh facial expression. I'm like, because it's a silent movie. <laughs> they have to get their expressions off somehow.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Other than that, guys, I, I, I would say at least give it a chance, or if you're you know, don't wanna waste your time on it, at least watch like a ten minute video talking about it, at least. It, get educated. Get get your brain juice. Brain juice. Do it now. But, uh, let's move into some news that matter to us, and there's only two news that I want to talk about.
1: One of these I was gonna get, but you beat me to it.
0: Um, yeah, uh, apparently Nintendo uh, registered a trademark uh, about the classic mini Game Boy?
1: Yeah, it's, uh... This, this makes a ton of sense. Everyone was talking about, I oh, wonder if they'll do the Nintendo 64 classic next. You know, we're all idiots. Of course they're going to make a Game Boy 1. Question is,
0: is it going to be a mini Game Boy like handheld, or are you going to put it to your TV? Like,
1: I think they'll do both. I think they'll do it Switch style. They'll, it'll be handheld, but I'll bet you they'll have like a little lead, a little HDMI port or something. That like a mini HDMI port, maybe? i bet you they'll do that. It'll probably have a rechargeable battery, too. Yeah, and... These are all guesses. I have no fucking clue. <laughs>
0: yeah. Game Boy apparently uh, has a big library, obviously, because if you're counting Game Boy Color...
1: Too. It was around for a long time. Yeah. long time.
0: So what games do you think that are going to be on the Game Boy? The well, Mario
1: Land, Mario Land 2, Pokemon Blue, and or Red, and or Yellow, um... Let's see uh Donkey Kong 94 that game kicks ass. Um let's see uh Link's Awakening, duh. um those are all the obvious uh Metroid 2. Those are all the obvious ones. Uh, Kirby, those are all the obvious ones. Yeah. Um other than that, it starts to get more into like they always uh they they have like Final Fantasy and stuff on the SNES Classic. I wonder what they'll who they'll reach out to to get on that Game Boy. Tetris will probably be on there cuz it made the system. Mhm. Um, but other than that, it's hard to say for sure. It would be interesting if something like Final Fantasy Legend or Adventure was on there, or, um, I'm trying to think just Game Boy. Like, I want to start talking about Game Boy Color and stuff like that, but they'd probably save that for another release, right? Do you think? Wait, what was the question? I'm sorry. Do you think, do you think they would include Game Boy Color and stuff along with the Game Boy yeah,
0: I, I, I think they're going to mesh that together, because it was only, what, to get color into the Game Boy, so I, I can consider that part of the family.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I figured they'd do something like that separate, because there's just so much to choose from. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, if, it, if color's on the table, then maybe something like um, uh, Shantae, probably. Um, the other Pokemon, <laughs> Silver, Gold... Pokemon Pinball, maybe? Um, There was a Pokemon trading card game that was pretty popular. I feel like they probably skipped that. Oh, uh, some of the Wario Lands. Duh. Besides Mario Land 1 and 2. uh, Wario Land... um, Super Mario Land 3, Wario Land. And then Wario Land 2, Wario Land 3, Wario Land 4. Because I I, I really don't see them doing
0: mini Game Boy and then mini Game Boy Color. I mean... (laughs) i think they could i guess they they could but i don't know oh
1: game and watch galleries probably
0: now next question is let's say they do combine both libraries together uh uh, the mini how many games do you think they're going to have on that system you think at least maybe 25
1: at least 25 but really there's no excuse not to have more there's no excuse not to have more nes and, and snes games on there, obviously Mm -hmm. you know hackers have cracked them and put a gajillion games on there but they want to keep them affordable so honestly i think 25 might even be too safe an estimate i'd I'd say 35 i'm gonna say 35
0: 35 35. i I like that number um i i have mixed feelings about these mini consoles just because i can't get one most of the time Uh, Yeah.
1: I'm still waiting to walk into a store and see a SNES classic on the shelf. They swore up and down I was gonna be able to do that. Hasn't happened yet, but to be honest, I I don't exactly go into a lot of stores a lot. I was in a Toys R Us since it has released. So it's not like I'm I'm oh I gotta go to Walmart every morning when they stock the shelves. I gotta go to Target and GameStop and blah blah I gotta call everywhere. I'm just I'm just living my life. And if I see one, I'm gonna buy it. mm -hmm. That's pretty much it
0: it just sucks with all these scalpers man i'm like how how do you get rid of that you can't it's
1: you can't buy from them if you want if you want it to stop don't buy from scalpers don't overpay for something
0: yeah but you have those people that do it anyway just like how they do pre-orders yeah all right moving on to another news um speaking of pre-orders this article that i have up is just generalizing loot boxes and everything uh i did read an article that i can't find anymore but i know is being um done apparently uk government is getting involved with microtransactions and video games on like how like loot boxes are where you pay for them and the chances of chances of you getting rare stuff is considered gambling
1: it was a matter of time and
0: there is a, a uh petition going around to make
1: the uk government do that and oh, I'm kidding. yeah well i thought i read i think it was on kotaku there was an article about how the government doesn't consider or no was it the esrb the esrb doesn't consider loot boxes gambling i think is what it was
0: yeah because the cause they don't want the government to get involved that's why uh the esrb was created in the first place yeah. because yeah, absolutely
1: because the government said, look, either we're going to regulate this or you're going to regulate it. And they said, oh, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it.
0: Mm. And, I, and I'm not against that, by the way, for ESRB being like, hey, uh, there's like transactions involved within the game that you, mm. you could do to get these loot boxes. So that either parents are aware, maybe I need to hide my credit card from my kid so he doesn't <laughs> steal it and uh, use it to get these clothing." And these loot boxes and everything. Well,
1: instead of hiding it from your kid, maybe you should talk to him about what this is and, and how, look, it's there. It's manipulative and you're going to want to do this. Part of becoming a functioning adult is learning to control yourself and you need to be able to cons- conservatively do this. I'm going to teach you the value of a dollar. and blah, I'm going to parent you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody parents any, anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. But um, my opinion on this and it's probably going to be in the minority is that I think this is gambling in a way. If you go to it, a, if, it, pretty much
1: is. I'm, I'm, we're on the same
0: page here. Yeah. Cause if you go to a slot machine, you're putting money into that machine. You are hitting that lever and then you are, you know, seeing if you want or not, just like how you are in, in games where you put in 499 to get like two loot boxes, just so that it can randomize so that you can get that rare clothing that is sometimes or not, uh, can be sold online, mm-hmm. so you, you you both are chances that you're paying for and you keep on paying for in order to get the big win. So oh, there's people out there being like, "Oh, this is not gambling." I'm like, "It sure is gambling."
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, people people want to say, "Oh, this isn't gambling," because they want to say, "Oh, there's no problem here." I'm not necessarily saying loot boxes need to go away. Like, I know there's a lot of people that they have this real hard-line defense on loot boxes are terrible and awful. And for the most part, I don't like them. And I, I think they're being implemented in a, 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 um, a worse and worse way as games come out. And we need to find a line and, and start pushing back against publishers. But I'm not saying... They're all terrible. Like I'll say something like ah, loot boxes, and then friends who play Overwatch will jump down my throat about, "No, oh, what's wrong with it? It's just cosmetic." Uh, 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 but they're missing the point. That's not what I'm. I'm not saying. I, I don't. It's it, it's a real nuanced conversation, is what I'm trying to say. I miss
0: games, and I understand that loot boxes you can uh grind to get loot boxes, so you're not paying for it. Yeah, but I miss games where. You grind in the game to get that rare thing. Yeah. And now, it's, now it's like, oh, you're gonna get a box that you might get that rare thing. It's like it's really fucking stupid.
1: Yeah, I miss, I miss unlockables. I miss like, oh, you you beat the game on hard. Oh, sweet, you get you get here's some alternate costumes or something like that. And even after that, part of me misses. Oh, they came out with new costumes for these characters I like. I'll pay two bucks and get the one I want. Can't do that anymore. Yeah, because you know these.
0: Uh, either I don't know if it's developers or the publishers doing it, or maybe both. Publishers,
1: it's publishers. Like, I would, I would, I would gamble my money. I'd put money on the fact that it is publishers shoving this in developers' faces. I bet you there's a lot of developers that have loot boxes and and uh, and and um, what's it called? Like where there's a fake money in your game mm-hmm. that you use to buy things with stuff like that. That's being put in the game by publishers. I'll bet.
0: Yeah, and it's using the people with maybe the possibility of knowing that maybe there is gamblers out there that will put money into this to get this rare thing. Mm. And also using kids, too. Be like, hey, yeah. you want this cool skin for your uh, your Overwatch character? Well, you know, if you only pay uh, 20 bucks to get 10 of them, you might get it. And it, <laughs> and it feeds into the, like, you know, the curiosity and, you know, I, that it's retarded I, it's gambling i don't care what anybody says but i don't want to ban it I, I just want it to be known on the esrb rating hey there's microtransactions be careful
1: yeah yeah it's um we we need to start like i said we need to scrutinize it and we need to push back a little bit because they're they're testing to see what they can get away with and we're letting them get away with everything
0: yeah, cuz now it's not on multiplayer games anymore. They're, they're going on to single players like Shadow of War. That's yeah. scary.
1: That yeah, is get, super scary. Got to make it clear that this isn't what we want.
0: Mm-hmm. And that sometimes when the game comes out, you got to show hey, I'm not going to buy it on day 1. I want to see if it will change. And that's yeah, how you it.
1: Gotta Communicate with your dollar, but I mean don't be afraid to hit um people up on like Twitter and stuff too. You got to make you, know, you got to make it clear this isn't what I want. I want, I want a game that's a little more straightforward. I don't want gambling and blah blah blah.
0: Do it civilly and not like yeah. Don't harass them. Yeah, don't do a witch hunt because witch hunts solve nothing.
1: Yeah, be be a, a reasonable human being about it. Yeah. I can't. I can't believe we're at the point where we have to tell people, you okay, know, don't harass them, don't DDoS them, don't. Don't review bomb them. Don't do this.
0: But that uh, to go off on a little tangent, that's how people are in their communities. There are, yeah. so, so, there are so many podcasters and streamers out there that, yeah, it, it's good to speak your mind. And I'm all for free speech, by the way. If anybody uh, knows that on Twitter or Facebook, you know what I post every day. Um, but there are times where drama happens within two communities. And they go, you know, well, fuck this guy or fuck this girl. They're stupid this, they're stupid that. And you see it in the chat, like, well, what did that person do? Oh, my God, we should do something about it. And then everybody's starting to grab their pitchforks and start to fucking go to war. And I'm just like, why don't we look at both sides before we start, you know, killing each other? You know what I mean? And it's like, it's happening a lot. And it's it's really, really scary. And that's all I wanted to say <laughs> about that. Um, to go into a little coming attractions, by the way, we have a big list of what's coming out next week. Yeah, I I added one to what you had. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. But uh, there's two games coming out on the 17th, uh, officially WW2K18, the first day where everybody gets to play it, even on PC. Then you got South Park, the fractured butthole, uh, <laughs> which looks really good. I want to play that game too. Uh-
1: I want to get it. I don't think I'm going to get it day one, but I'm probably going to get it sometime this month, I think. I'm I'm having trouble waiting, but I got stuff to play for now.
0: Yeah. And uh, I got news about, like, Game Journal and what I'm going to be doing. Mm. Hmm. Destiny 2 PC is coming out the 24th. And then on the 27th, a shitload of stuff are coming out. Finally, Super Mario Odyssey is coming out. Yay! Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Meh. I I, I want to play it because of egypt and all that stuff then wolfenstein 2
1: that looks interesting i really i need to go back and play the
0: and for tv slash netflix you have stranger things season two hell yeah. yeah if you've seen the last trailer on that one it fucking looks epic as shit the only thing i'm really really worried about is that it's gonna lose it's you know when you watch something and you're really surprised like wow i didn't expect this was gonna be good at all
1: yeah, yeah, like you expect something completely different. Like the, you don't get that with a season 2. Yeah, season 2 I I I
0: I feel like they're going to put a lot of like more 80s uh you know, tip of the, the cap to other movies and it's going to be like, "All right, guy. I understand. I was from Ghostbusters. I was from this. Okay. <laughs> don't do all that stuff. It's going to get annoying at some point." But it, from the trailers, it looks like they're going to go into the uh upside-down world and i'm excited about that because i want to more learn learn more about that yeah and other than that um i have no other things to talk about besides game journal i think the first game i'm gonna play is shadow of mordor uh because i want to play shadow war uh so how game journal andy how i want to do this is i want to put it into like a written form So it's kind of scripted in a way, but you're reading it like a journal. Unlike by like, you know, not step by step, but like what good things and bad things you uh, found in that playthrough. Sure. And, uh, you know, how long, how many entries of journals you put is going to, Tell people how long of a game it is, pretty much. Now that's kind of bad in a way. That I'm gonna work on that section, but I uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, this
1: this area under development, yeah. folks.
0: Because yeah, I, you know, sometimes life gets in the way and you can't play a video game, and, and then all of a sudden, you're, totally. gonna, you're gonna be like, "Well, this game took you about like three months to finish. Why?" And all that stuff. So
1: that I was, part, I was yeah. in prison.
0: God, <laughs> get
1: off my back.
0: But the thing is, I want to make it into a journal. I, I, I'm more into something scripted instead of just me going, uh, this, uh, that. Because, you know, for a listener, sometimes saying uh a lot can get annoying in a way. Uh, so, whatever. So <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just, there's a lot of things in this podcast. So I'm going to, I'm going to want to make it more creative. I think the movie thing is kind of creative where, me and Andy are so big into movies and TV shows that we could talk literally for hours about something.
1: That's my favorite
0: part. Yeah. So like the Kaligari thing, how we went on a tangent about German directors and, you know, World War II and all that stuff. That was awesome. I love doing that. So expect more things that are going to be outside of the box instead of being like, hey, uh, this news came out. What do you think?
1: Hey, there was a trailer. D- did 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 you like it?
0: <laughs> and it's like no i fucking hated it end end <laughs> story
1: <laughs> oh what are we watching next week
0: oh we're gonna watch uh them i was gonna do cult of chucky but i i there were three movies i actually wanted to watch them uh gerald's game hmm. which is a stephen king book that was made into a movie on Netflix. Uh and then them. Them is a uh, Lucas and Clementine live peacefully in their isolated country house, but one night they wake up to a strange noise strange noise and they are not alone. Uh, Did you say
1: them twice? You meant cult of you meant to say cult of Chucky the first
0: time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> cult of Chucky. I'm
1: and a little then... disappointed.
0: I wanted to watch Cult of Chucky. Hmm. You know what?
1: I'm, I'm, no, I, I don't want to sway your opinion. I mean, I want to watch what you want to watch. This is your pick. This is your week. I'm the weirdo who made us watch a, a 1920 German Expressionist silent movie.
0: But you know what? It was a close tie anyway, so fuck it. Cult of Chucky. Cult of Chucky. All right,
1: everyone. Cult of Go Chucky. watch Cult of Chucky. What's it on? Uh, Netflix. Netflix. So if you've got Netflix, you're set. And if you don't, then, and then I don't after, know. Then after Good Cult part. of Chucky, we're going to have
0: four – new movies that we're going to list for everybody to watch and we can discuss on our podcast.
1: I'm going to miss a week. Have you? Are you going to do a, a guest host? Are you going to be open I, for business that week?
0: Yes, there is going to be something there. Um, either I'm going to do a guest. I actually am talking to another community person that has a YouTube channel that I might bring on to kind of test waters for another podcast. Uh-huh. road, Or possibly, you know, do like a uh collab with them in some way so that we can get more audience members so destiny yeah um but i also might do a solo thing where i kind of (laughs)
1: rant i don't know so (laughs) careful careful you you get you get too far off the rails on that one and and uh i won't get too controversial
0: for you (laughs) yeah i won't get too controversial but i'm just testing waters on what i want to do because I'm, I'm tired of doing the same thing over and over again. Sure. Uh, what, what I've done in the past. So I'm just trying new things. But anyway, thanks for listening to episode 12 of Big Trouble in Little Podcast. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and Vidme. And remember, you people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if we're not back by dawn, call the president. See you guys later.